You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. One plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore that Well, thank you first and foremost to everybody that joined me on the live stream. Had a pretty good crowd in there and watched the full game. We're going to be doing it next week. Um, if for no other reason, superstition dictates that we must. Uh, we had a very good game, and obviously that is a credit to me and everybody that was in there. So um, anyways, my goodness, folks. Listen, let, let's get it out of the way now. I know some people are going to hit me with the, oh, man, I'm worried Joe Barry's going to win his job. I, I, whatever, dude. Listen, we all know the deal. If the if the Packers pitch a shutout against the Bears and Joe Barry keeps his job, we still riot, okay? We still riot. We riot at dawn. We know the, we know the deal, right? It doesn't matter what Joe Barry does. He's got to go, and if he doesn't, we riot, all right? Um, but let, let's just leave that aside for now, okay? I don't want to talk about it. In fact, the only thing I want to talk about as far as the defense is the fact that they played lights out. Joe Barry called a great game. He just did. You go back and watch, uh, for example, the, the Keyshawn Nixon perfectly timed blitz. There were a couple, you know, mistimed calls, but perfectly timed blitz. You know, uh, even um, Quay Walker, Almost never does Quay Walker come free. He always blitzes, and it's just he gets picked up right away. We got it. We got it. You got him running right free up the middle, right? Um, they show back the the corners, and everyone's like, "Oh, Valentine and Valentine called or played a great game," and they did. They did fine. But a lot of times they're playing zone, and it's just guys are bracketed and guys aren't open. And maybe there's really tight windows that other quarterbacks could throw into that these guys can't. I don't know. But I mean, listen, I I, I know how I feel about what needs to change, and so do you. But I'm going to give the guy credit when he deserves it. That was a good game, man. And, and and for the defensive players as well. Did a good job. The plays were there when they needed to be made, you know. We got the pick. We got the, the strip sack recovery fumble thing. They did what they needed to do. So big round of applause to the defense. It was needed. I know there's also going to be comments about, you know, see, Jair and, and Stokes are worse than Valentine and Valentine. I still think that's dumb. Um, you know, the, the defense played well today, and I don't think Valentine and Valentine make all 11 guys play really well, especially since the defense has not played this well pretty much all year, which most of the year Valentine and Valentine have been out there. Plus, I just I don't want to have these stupid conversations. Like, th- these are the negative conversations I'm just trying to avoid this week. You know what I mean? Like, this is all about celebration. I don't need that negative BS this week. So let's just get that out of the way. I don't want to hear it. Get get Jair out of here. Get Devondre out of here. I, I I don't. Next week, okay. If we lose to the Bears or something, then we'll 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 dig into it. Do we got a party? It's New Year's, man. It's New Year. 
Party time! Excellent. All right. Where to even begin, man? Um, again, let's let's uh, kudos to the offense. We'll get the negative stuff out of the way. Special teams. I mean, not all bad, right? Eric Wilson, real good on special teams. Not so much defense, but really good on special teams. Honors Carlson. I mean, come on, man. Got to be better than that. And then Samori Torre. I mean, look, <clears throat> I, I hate to be so harsh on the guy because it's he's a seventh round pick and he did some stuff that was pretty cool. And I again, I know fans were super high on it, and I was like, give me a break. But <sighs> I don't know, man. Look, th- this th- as I said on the stream, this reminds me a lot of Amari Rogers. The whole situation with Amari was he's a third round pick. We're trying to make it a thing. It's not really a thing on offense, and they apparently established that really early on. And so they're like, well, let's see if he can do special teams. And they tried so hard to make that a thing, and it was just a constant disaster. But they really wanted it to be a thing because as soon as that wasn't a thing, he was going to lose his job. And I said that was the case, and sure enough, he ended up losing his job as soon as he lost that job. And so they're looking at this, and they're going, okay, Jaden Reed is hurt. Samore Turi is about to lose his job. This is his opportunity, right? Because when you're getting passed up by undrafted free agents like Malik Heath and Bo Melton, what chance do you have? And remember, there's still a guy by the name of Grant DeBose, right? Who knows about him? And also, I'd be willing to bet at least one wide receiver is getting drafted next year. Like, they're just going to keep coming. So his prospect as being a wide receiver for this team is really low, especially since he's, he's not even on the field now, and we don't have Reed, we don't have Wicks, we don't have Christian Watson, and dude can't get time because you got Romeo, you got Heath, and you got Bo Melton out there. So, I mean, he, he's, he's so far down the list. I mean, seriously, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks, Malik Heath, Bo Melton. Is he, is he seven? Did I count that right? So anyways, they're like, all right, it's a blowout. Jaden Reed's out. Let's, let's go ahead and give him a shot. And he muffs the punt, and the Vikings get the ball, and they score a touchdown instantly. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I, I, I hate to just wish ill on a person, but it's, it's done. It's over. And by the way, can we not do experiments? I know the game was pretty close to being completely out of reach for the Vikings, but it wasn't entirely out of reach. We are playing for the playoffs. We are playing in Minnesota against a very, you know, uh, I mean, it's, it's a division rival. It's a heated and hated rivalry. It's in the bag. The defenses looked good. The offenses look good. Let's not screw it up with freaking experiments. Put Keyshawn Nixon back there to grab the freaking thing. Just call fair catch and grab it. No, we got to put Samori Ture out there just to see if we can save his job. Bro, if you want to run experiments, do it in practice. Don't do it in a live game. And maybe they have. Maybe it's like, oh, we, we've determined that Samori Ture has earned the role of being the backup punt returner in the event of a Keyshawn Nixon injury. Well, guess what? He just messed that up. And with Gutekunst out there just looking for a reason <laughs> to start shipping people out of here, I mean, I'm not saying it has to be within the hour, but I don't think he's back next year. Am I right? He ain't going to make it. So, anyways... Um, all right, let's let's do this, because again, really tough to figure out where to even start. I hate to jump right into the meat of it. How about we start with this? The Packers beat the frickin' Minnesota Vikings 33-10. to How about this? This is the most points the Minnesota Vikings have given up since week two. And this is the least amount of points the Vikings have scored since week, well, 14 when they scored three. But... <laughs> Still a good outing. And technically, that's all the defense gave up anyways, because, I mean, let's, let's be honest. I mean, they did, but, you know, partial credit, I guess. They also gave up 10 the week before that to the Bears. But anyways, um, how about this? With that win over the Vikings, the Green Bay Packers officially eliminated the Bears from the playoffs. How about this? With that win over the Vikings, the Packers basically eliminated the Vikings from the playoffs. Although it's technically possible, let's be honest, it's probably not going to happen. Or how about this? Jordan Love has thrown for more yards and more touchdowns than any single quarterback in Chicago Bears history. And the great part about it is it's not even like the same guy. There's one quarterback who holds the yardage record. There's a different quarterback that holds the touchdown record. 
Jordan Love beat both of them, and he did it in 16 games, so he didn't even need the 17th game, which you know Bears fans would have been chirping about. Oh, yeah, well, you got an extra game. As if that makes a freaking bit of difference, especially when you got Fields there also playing with 17 games and can't get the job done. Not even close. Jordan Love, by the way, let's get into it. 24 of 33, 256 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, 125.3 passer rating. Just saw the statistic here. Let me get that back up. Jordan Love is funny. Somebody um, somebody on Twitter was was talking to me about, I, I just, I was talking trash about Jordan Love being great or whatever, and the guy got in my comments was like, you know, Justin Fields is still better. Let me read this to you for the, the Justin Fields is still better crowd. Jordan Love has had a 100 passer rating or better in six of his last seven games. Peter Bukowski quote tweeted that and said, Justin Fields has seven such games in his career, and Bears fans want to give up Caleb Williams and Drake May for him. Justin Fields has only seven games in his entire freaking career of over 100 passer rating. That's so garbage. It's it's so funny to me because Bears fans, they, they want Justin Fields really bad. And it's, it's, it's honestly really just because they have no idea what a good quarterback looks like. Other than, you know, seeing Aaron Rodgers, I guess. I mean, I, I suppose they should know, but I, I guess they've just never seen it on their own field in such a way. Like, Fields does things that they just don't see very often, and they're winning a couple football games, and they're just, they're just out of their mind excited about it. That's unbelievable. I mean, even, even recently, I've been talking about, you know, recently... <laughs> How much better the Bears have been in Justin Fields is him and all that stuff. Bro, this week, 20 of 32, 268, one touchdown, no interceptions, 99.5 passer rating. Now, that's not terrible. But first of all, that is nowhere near where Jordan Love was this week. That's nowhere near where he's been several times this year. But then how about last week? He completed 15 passes for 170 yards, one touchdown, and one pick. He had one big-time throw and two turnover-worthy plays, had a 71.5 passer rating. How about the week before that against an actual good defense in Cleveland? He completed just 19 passes. Bro, oh my good Lord. I'm, I'm, he, he, <laughs> uh, he doesn't complete passes. He completed 19 passes for 166 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. The week before that, 19 completions, still not to 20. 223 yards, one touchdown. By the way, his passer rating, 71.5, 46.8, and 88.3. The week before that, 26 completions, which, hey, he actually crossed, uh, crossed 20. It's amazing. 217 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. He had one big-time throw, two turnover-worthy plays, 87.4 passer rating. Um, then he had Detroit where he had completed just 16 passes for 169 yards and a touchdown. Um, he did have 105.2 passer rating because, you know, you, when you only complete 16 passes and one of them is a touchdown and whatnot, then you get a pretty good passer rating of 105.2. But again, one big-time throw, two turnover-worthy plays. That's trash. The week before that against Minnesota, he completed six passes, for 58 yards, zero touchdowns, and a pick with a 36.7 passer rating. Bro, I mean, come on. Come on. This is garbage, man. This is garbage. And again, that against the backdrop of what Jordan Love did. How, how many games does Fields have that is similar to Jordan Love here? So again, we've got 256 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. He has one game this year against Washington. 282, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. 125.3, exact same passer rating. How many other games does Justin Fields have multiple touchdowns and no interceptions? The answer, zero. In fact, there's only two games this entire year where he's thrown more than one touchdown. Only two games, and one of them he threw a pick. Every other game has been one or zero touchdowns. Jordan Love, this game, three touchdowns, no picks. Last week, two touchdowns, zero picks. The week before that, two touchdowns, zero picks. Two weeks before that, three and zero. Before that, three and zero. Before that, two and zero. I mean, and then he started the season three and zero, three. So he has one, two, 
Uh, three, four, five, six, seven. He has eight. Eight this year. Eight games with multiple touchdowns and zero interceptions. Fields has one this year, three last year, and zero in his first year. So four in his three-year career. I could do this all day, and, I, and, and I'll, I'm sure I'll find more. It'll be fun, too, to look outwards and just see how he compares to other guys that have done it, but it's so fun. You know, the, the freaking, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking from afar, not very closely at the Bears, and just saying, hey, man, the offense and defense are looking good. They're coming along. I don't know, man, maybe Fields is the guy, da 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 Then you really look at it, and it's like, what am I talking about? The dude is still garbage. He still sucks. And if the Bears are honestly entertaining, passing on Caleb Williams and Drake May to keep this guy, freaking do it. Just freaking do it. I want you to do it so badly. I don't give a crap what weapons you put around this guy. He's not the guy. And one of those two guys is absolutely going to hit. So go ahead. Go ahead. Keep Fields. Please keep Fields. Good Lord, keep Fields. Anyways, let's run through the rest of these stats real quick. We'll come back and talk about some more. I'm, 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 listen, oh, I, I, I feel so good right now. It's hard to even describe how good this feels. And I, I'm sure I don't need to because you're feeling it too. It's so weird to me, just the absolute euphoria of this. I was thinking about it upstairs. I was like, how do, how do you even describe this? It reminds me of like when you've been drinking and uh, you maybe had one too many and you just start like loving everybody. You know what I mean? Like you want to text old friends like, hey, man, how are you doing? Dude, I missed you. Where have you been, man? I love you. You just love everybody. What's up, man? No, I really, no, seriously. Seriously, listen to me for a minute, man. Like, you've always been there for me. I love you. That's just, it's just this like, oh, this is wonderful. Like, it's just, it's just this whole like, I don't know, man. You know how they do those like 30 for 30s or whatever, and you get emotional about football, and it's, it's not just like a game of numbers anymore. It becomes this emotional thing, and it's like hey, people, the fans are your family, and the team is your family. Even if they don't like you or know you, I don't give a crap. You're my family. You don't have to like me. My family doesn't like me. It doesn't matter. S- deal with it. You're family, and I'm your family. That's how it goes. I'm sorry, Romeo, but you're just going to have to deal with that. We're distant cousins, all right? But I'm fired up, man. I, I just saw that clip of Jordan throwing that pass off his back foot to, to Jaden Reed. Just an absolutely perfect, perfect pass. And it's just like, this guy is just, he's freaking good. He's so good. And all I can think about is we have to win next week. I don't give a crap about this whole fire Joe Barry thing. I don't give a crap. I want to pitch a shutout. I want everybody back healthy, ready to rock and roll. I don't know who our center is going to be. I hope Josh Myers is okay. I hope Preston is okay. I hope everybody's okay. Jaden, Aaron Jones got a little banged up. I, I, I so desperately want to beat the Bears. For, for number one, to beat the Bears. Number two, it's at home. Number three, we get into the freaking playoffs in year one. Number four, what does that mean for our offense and defense to be able to pull that off? It means good thing. It means better things than if we lose. I see trending on social media, Jordan Love is him. Dude, I just, it's so stupid. I've always said, Football is soap opera for dudes, right? And that that applies to like the drama, you know, like Aaron Rodgers and this and that and comments being made. And we have fun with it. And it gets to be, you know, relation, like who's dating who, which, you know, try not to get into that because it's dumb, but you kind of do a little bit. But there is just, I don't know, man, I should just shut up. No component to this. And I'm feeling it. And I'm not drunk. I might be a little tired. That's true. It's almost midnight. I'm going to have to run upstairs, see if anybody's awake, watch the ball drop. but. Here we go. All right. Done Done doing it. Sean Clifford, one pass, one reception, 37 yards. What, what a freaking glorious way to cap this game, too. Well, everything's just going great, right? Special teams blunders aside, everything's just going great. I mean, we're actually running the ball and converting first down. We don't even need to throw it. Somehow, with a backup quarterback, third string running back, backup offensive line against the Minnesota Vikings, we're, we're able to run and convert first downs. I don't know how we're able to do that. That doesn't feel like it should happen. But even though it's working, screw it. Let's throw a freaking bomb. Sure enough, Bo Melton, wide open 40 yards down the field again. Sean Clifford throws a freaking strike, and that's how it ends. That's it. Then we take a knee. By the way, thank you for your service, Kurt Banker. Sean Clifford's better. I just said that. 
Dude took a knee with style. He throws a 37-yard strike, then takes a knee. All right? Rushing, Aaron Jones, 20 carries, 120 yards, 6 yards per attempt. What a freaking day that guy had. Oh, my good Lord. I, I mean, Aaron Jones, look, he's had issues this year, a lot of injuries. You know, he's not grading out as well. Uh, the receiving has been real rough, a lot of drops, leading the team in drops massively as far as a percentage. But, man, he's been on fire running the ball lately. And I, just that whole stream, I'm sitting here going, we can't let him go. He's, I mean, as long as he can do that, he can't go. And I was very opposed to that. I did not like that Gutekunst was doing that, was signing a running back. And as much as I love Aaron Jones, it's like, yeah, you can't be allocating a bunch of money to it. Look how much better this team is when, when you have a guy like Aaron Jones that can do that. And when you can just play off of that. Like, I'm going to give it to Jones. He's going to run for 12. Then we're going to run play action. And I'm going to freaking murder you down the field. What are you going to do? Not bite when I do play action to Aaron Jones? No, you, you're going to bite. And if you don't, we're going to give it to him. And he's going to kill you. Like, what are you going to do, dude? Patrick Taylor, 8 for 30. A.J. Dillon, 7 of 27. That's 3.8 for Taylor, 3.9 for Dillon. Sean Clifford, two carries, negative two yards. What a loser. That's a joke. And then we get to receiving. My, my, my. We had three receivers with six receptions, which is glorious. We'll start with Jaden Reed. Eight targets, six receptions, 89 yards, and two touchdowns. 14.8 yards per reception, and 33 yards was his longest. Jaden freaking Reed. Bro, Jaden Reed. Let's take a break. I need a minute to, to gather myself here. We'll come back, and I, and I want to I hammer this here. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I was worried we'd bring back the same team. I meant those blackout motorized shades. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Hall of Fame son. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. That's the sound of Brock's jelly beans being poured into a candy bowl. Oops. And the sound of hosting your first family brunch. Listen to the sweet sonic musings of Brock's jelly beans swirling in your sister's favorite candy bowl. Well, second favorite. But thanks to these delicious beloved beans, she'll never know it's a replacement. Or that you and your cousin broke it trying to decorate a cake. Brock's. Make moments sweeter. Head to Brock's.com to shop now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hop, hop, hooray! Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? So in the midst of everything that's all, this is kind of what sucks about today. So many amazing things happen. You got, you know, again, the, the Jordan Love stuff. You know, he cracked 30 touchdowns. He, he obliterated everything that the Bears stand for. Like, just crushed their soul. I, I see, I, I, I'd be surprised if the Bears even show up on Sunday, much less actually have the freaking um, fortitude to stand up tall enough to actually play the Packers after what Jordan Love did. I mean, he, he just kicked them between the legs like 40 times really hard. But anyways, in the midst of all the records and everything else that has happened, just, you know, smoking the Vikings, elimin basically eliminating the Bears and the Vikings all in one show, keeping the playoff hopes alive, all that stuff. Something happened today that is absolutely worth talking about, praising, and absolutely cannot be overlooked. Jaden Reed, eight targets, six receptions, 80, 89 yards, two touchdowns, right? We covered that. That puts him at 681 yards, 
and eight receiving touchdowns. He also has two rushing touchdowns, which puts him at uh, 10 total touchdowns on the season, as well as 119 additional rushing yards. So he has exactly 800 yards and 10 touchdowns on the season, with one game left to go. But here's the biggest thing. Think about how many great receivers have come through here. In, the, in, in my lifetime, which is creeping up on 40 years. I've been saying 30 years for so long, it's, it's almost 40 years. <laughs> lots and lots and lots of really good receivers have come through here. The record, as of yesterday, was held by Sterling Sharp with 55 receptions in 1988. He did that, by the way, in 16 games. Jaden Reed, again, prior to this game coming in, in 14 games, had 54 receptions. The only other rookie with over 50 receptions was Billy Houghton in 1952 with 53 receptions. He did that in 12 games. Jaden Reed has passed Sterling Sharp in receptions. Now, believe me, I understand that this is a different situation with a young group of guys, but that is a massive deal. Sterling Sharp has held a record, one of the best receivers maybe the best receiver the Green Bay Packers have ever had, one of the best receivers in the entirety of NFL history, had a rookie season that has been held, had a rookie record that's been held since 1988. And Jaden Reed just broke that. That is a big freaking deal. And again, one of only three rookie receivers to crack 50 receptions in a season. Jaden Reed also just recently, as of probably the week before, had passed Christian Watson, um, who was in seventh place for scrimmage yards as a rookie. James Jones is ninth, Christian Watson eighth, Jaden Reed was seventh. He just passed Sterling Sharp in scrimmage yards as well. Sterling Sharp, 789. As I said before, Jaden Reed at 800. Now, he's not going to break the record. Eddie Lacy actually holds it 1,435 scrimmage yards as a rookie, apparently, which is insane. But Jamal Williams is fifth with 818. James Lofton with 831. He needs 32 yards to be in fourth place all time between James Lofton and Jerry Ellis. So it would be Eddie Lacy, Ryan Grant, Jerry Ellis, Jaden Reed, and then James Lofton in the top five of scrimmage yards. If we look at receiving yards, he passed James Jones. So Christian Watson was, it, the top five used to be James Lofton, Sterling Sharp, James Jones, Greg Jennings, and then Christian Watson. After this game, he passed Christian Watson, he passed Greg Jennings, and he passed James Jones. He has 110 yards short of Sterling Sharp's rookie receiving record. And again, he's done that in now 15 games. So it's not like, well, he gets an extra game. No, when he plays next week, that will be his 16th game. Same as James Jones, Sterling Sharp, and James Lofton. He is 137 yards away from James Lofton's record. If he somehow gets 138 yards, which granted is unlikely, but if he does that, he is now the leader in Green Bay history as rookie receiving yards for rookie receiving yards. And then one more. Jaden Reed, which is staggering to me because we, we talk so much about Christian Watson and how many touchdowns he scored. He had nine touchdowns last year. Jaden has 10. Remember how Christian Watson was just a touchdown machine? Granted, it was in a small period of time, but it was like he's breaking records. We were talking about it all the time. Jaden Reed has 10 touchdowns as a rookie. He is in second place only behind Eddie Lacy. He is one touchdown behind Eddie Lacy. If he gets one touchdown, he has tied the rookie touchdown record. If he gets two, he broke that record too. So anyways, in the midst of all this, I just didn't want to gloss over that because I feel like for me, Jaden has been good, but it's like he hasn't even been as good as Wicks. Like Wicks is better. Also, Tucker Craft is great. You know, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, Romeo's solid and Christian's great when he's back. Heck, Bo Melton's looking good. Jordan's looking amazing. You know, I mean, there's just, he's just like one guy in a pile of guys. And somehow I just missed it. And I don't know how I missed it, but I did. All right, let's um, continue on. Bo freaking Melton. I, I, don't, I don't know what to say. Nine targets, six receptions, 105 yards. 
17.5 yards per reception, one touchdown, 37 yards was his longest reception. Aaron Jones, one target, one reception, 10 yards. Tucker Craft, six targets, six receptions, 48 yards. He continues his um, just absolute freaking ascent. I, I'm I'm just, I got, I, you know, I'm trying to think of a way to say I'm falling in love with this guy without saying that exact phrase. But boy, oh boy, <laughs> I sure appreciate him. It, it's just, every, it, you can see it if you were on the stream with me. It, it, it's like every time we'd go like, fourth or fifth or sixth play in a series or in a drive, I'd be like, I'm feeling some Tucker Craft. Let's get some Tucker Craft. And it's like, it's the dumbest little plays. It's the same little dump-off pass, but I love it. You get it to him going to the sideline, he catches it, he turns it upfield, and you're just like, oh, sucks for somebody. (laughs) I just love it so much. Romeo Dobbs, six targets, three receptions, 28 yards. It's amazing to me. I like Romeo a lot. It's amazing to me how Romeo has kind of taken a backseat. Like, he's just a guy, especially today. He had a couple passes that I think he could have had. Granted, Bo did too, but that was just, you know, we're over it. But it's like the last couple weeks, I mean, what was the last time Dobbs was just like the guy? I'm not trying to be anti-Dobbs. I'm just saying. Bo Melton, Jaden Reed, Malik Heath even, not Samori Ture. I'm glad that he's here, but... He's just like a guy, and he's not even like Wicks when he's on the field. He's kind of the guy more so, I would say. Just crazy to me. And again, I'm not complaining because the ball's just going to other people. Other people are just out there making plays. Other people are getting open, you know? So it is what it is. Malik Heath, two targets, one reception, 13 yards. Ben Sims, one target, one reception, six yards. Samore freaking Ture, one target, one reception, negative six yards. So there you go. And then on the uh, defense, Keyshawn Nixon, I thought, had a great day. 11 tackles. Led the team in tackles by a pretty wide margin. Six was the next highest. Also had a sack in the game. Um, he did have a penalty hit in the quarterback. I said on the stream, I don't care. I'm fine with that. You're dominating this game. Quarterback makes a play. It's the first time their offense has hardly done anything. And you freaking lay that guy out just to let him know, don't you ever leave that pocket again. 15 yards, freaking whatever. Not mad about it. In addition, uh, Quay Walker, Preston Smith, Isaiah McDuffie, Devontae Wyatt, and Colby Wooden either had or shared a sack in this game. Tackles for a loss, Keyshawn Nixon and Quay Walker. Forced fumbles, Preston Smith. Interception, Corey Ballantyne with the interception. Pass deflections, Keyshawn had one. Ballantyne had three. Isaiah McDuffie had one. Jonathan Owens had one. Kenny Clark had one. Real quick through the uh, team stats, Packers freaking dominated time of possession, 37 and a half minutes to 22 and a half minutes. That is a wide margin. Um, They ran 21 more plays, (laughs) 470 yards compared to 211. 470 yards? Yeah, the most yardage they've given up all year is 475 to the Chargers. So this is the second most, and again, by a pretty wide margin. Philadelphia was 430, and then it was 389 after that. 470 yards. That is a beating. Yards per play, 6.4 compared to 4.1. Penalties, we only had four penalties, which is incredible. They had six. Four touchdowns compared to one. Field goals, two for two compared to their one for one. Point after, freaking whatever. Uh, Won the turnover battle. Obviously, we had the one 75% completion percentage, or excuse me, 73.5, close enough. 73.5% completion percentage, which is fantastic compared to 56.2 for them. 293 passing compared to 144. Yards per attempt passing 8.6 compared to 4.5. Touchdowns 3 to 1. Interceptions 0 to 1. Sacks taken 0 for Jordan Love, 4 for whichever quarterback happened to be out there at the time. Uh, Passer rating, 128.7 compared to 65.1. And that include, that's for the team, obviously. That's not what Jordan Loves was. That's the team. Uh, rushing, carries, 39 compared to 16. 177 yards compared to 67. 4.5 yards per attempt compared to 4.2. One rushing touchdown compared to zero. First downs, we had 28. They had 13. 
passing first downs. We had 17, they have 10. We had more passing first downs than they had total first downs. Rushing first downs, we had nine, they had one. Penalty first downs, two each. Third down uh, efficiency, we had 64%, they had 30%. Fourth downs, both teams were over. Uh, red zone, we were 50%, they were 33%. Uh, pass deflections, we had seven, they had one. <laughs> oh, boy. And that's about it as far as what matters. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and, uh, I don't know, look at some stuff. Night Racing is back at Richmond Raceway. This spring, top NASCAR drivers like Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain, and Virginia's own Denny Hamlin will battle under the bright lights. And this historic track also offers a rocking infield experience with unparalleled access to your favorite drivers and one of the best tailgate scenes around. For a weekend of friends, family, and amazing short track action, head to Richmond Raceway, March 29th through 31st. Get tickets now at richmondraceway.com. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com MBO. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. Isn't it bullshit to have to question where your food comes from? At Vital Farms, you can trace your pasture-raised eggs all the way back to the source, the pasture. On the side of each pasture-raised carton of eggs, you'll find the name of the farm where your eggs were laid. And when you look the farm up on their website, you'll get a peek at all the sunshine, fresh air, and open space the hens enjoy. Learn more and find out where to buy them at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. All right, I like to read this PFF uh, recap. A lot of times it'll give some insights as to what their grades are going to be and whatnot. Uh, they have offensive, defensive, and rookie spotlight. And once again, as I've said, this isn't just for the Packers. This is for the game. Sometimes that can be confusing because they only talk about the Packers. It says, the Green Bay Packers started the game fast and never let up. With quarterback Jordan Love throwing three touchdowns to secure a 33-10 victory over the division rival Minnesota Vikings to cap off Week 17. Offensive spotlight, Packers quarterback Jordan Love completed 24 of his 33 passing attempts for 256 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions on the night. Love was aggressive, recording a 10.5-yard average depth of target, but he also produced an impressive 81.3% adjusting completion percentage, which is something we talked about early in the season. His completion percentage was low, but he also threw it further down the field than most quarterbacks, which would you know deflate his passer rating. Now, it still was worse that 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 didn't fully explain everything but it was still a a topic of discussion now we're looking at he was really aggressive throwing down the field and still had a really good adjusted completion percentage of over 80 percent he finished the game with four big time throws and zero turnover worthy plays oh jordan it's beautiful man you're beautiful it says that is on first review that could change by tomorrow we'll see Defensive spotlight. The Packers defensive lineman gave the Vikings fits at times. Rashawn Gary, six. Devontae Wyatt, four. Kenny Clark, four. And Preston Sims, three. All produced multiple pressures. So Rashawn Gary felt like he wasn't doing much. Apparently, he led the team in pressures with six. Um, That's according to PFF's first review. Now, granted, there were a lot of times the quarterback was uncomfortable. So I guess that kind of checks out. And then rookie spotlight. Packers receiver Jaden Reed hauled in all six of his uh, catchable targets. For 89 yards, two touchdowns, and one first down. Good for 150.5 passer rating when targeted. Reed was targeted on 53.3% of his routes and averaged 5.93 yards per route run. That is freaking unbelievable. Oh, my Lord. First of all, 53.3% of his routes. That means every time he ran a route, he was, he was more than likely getting the ball, which is shocking. 
and then 5.93 yards per route run. Two yards per route run is very good. Three is stupid. He got six yards per route run and two touchdowns and a 150.5 passer rating when targeted. And he broke Sterling Sharp's freaking reception record. If he manages two touchdowns, either on the ground or through the air or any which way, he is now the holder of the touchdown rookie touchdown record. And if he can crack, what, 100 yards, he is second place in the reception record or the, the yardage, receiving yardage record. <sighs> I hope he plays. <laughs> what a day, man. What a day. All right, I tell you what, here's what we're going to do. Um, we are going to take a few calls because we didn't do Packernet after dark. And I'm actually going to start from the end because I just want to get into the party. And then tomorrow we'll kind of, kind of, you know, we'll reel it back in. Uh, I tell you what, let's do this. We got three calls from Nico. Let's hit that up and see what's up with that. Nico, what's going on? Uh, hey, 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 guys. So, um, game's over. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse Um, and what did we learn today? Well, here's what we learned okay. today, folks. Our piece of crap quarterback we drafted a couple of, three years ago that everyone said we shouldn't draft because we should have got that guy from the Bengals receive, receiver who would have won the Super Bowl. Well, that guy... That piece of junk quarterback in his first year is already being compared, already being compared, excuse me, careful to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's that good. Uh, we also learned that Jade Reed is the man. Um, that frickin' pass to Reed, that touchdown, oh, amazing. Um, Bo Melton. Is he the first guy to have 100 yards receiving? He is. In one year? Sorry, my air fryer is going off. I'm just like, do this. Yeah, has anyone had 100 yards receiving yet this year? No. Other than Bo Melton? No. <laughs> Bo Melton, the undrafted piece of junk that we <laughs> got off the scrap heap? Yep. That Nailed Jordan it. Love has made look amazing? <sighs> Which, just so you know, you know, the anti-love people. That just means short love is that good. Can you imagine in a couple of years, maybe even next year, when we have a bona fide number one, two, and three receiver, not just all these first or second round guys or first or second year guys that are just trying to do what they can, how, oh, how much better would Jordan Love look? The sky is literally the limit. Also, we learned that Tucker Craft is pretty much the second coming of Gronk. Yep. I love that guy. Excuse me, I had a couple beers. It's all right. And uh, our defense plays better without Jair Anderson. I don't know why. There you go. Or Alexander. I don't know why. But um, all I can say is that uh, it's a great win. Of all the teams in the NFL, the Vikings are the ones I hate the most. <laughs> so when we could go to their house and beat the crap out of them, that's just amazing. And by the way, they are supposed to have a great defense. You know what? <laughs> On your defense. And go, uh, Petco. I already can't wait for next year for when we clearly are going to win the division. Because the Lions next year will become the Lions again. I'm literally doing hand. Oh. Dude was just trying to call, close out his call, <laughs> and the beer hit him. All right, Nico, what's what's part two all about? Uh, hey, Ryan, this is Nico. Hey, I just wanted to let any Vikings uh, fans who are listening uh, to let you know that uh, when our backup quarterback can come in and. Being one for one, 37 yards. <laughs> that means you guys suck <laughs> so bad. Uh, go Pack Go and the Vikings suck. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. So I'm just looking over the uh, touchdowns for the year. Um, and I think Jordan Love just passed up Josh Allen, Jared Goff, and Brock Purdy. And he is just behind Dak Prescott. So, <laughs> I've 
I think, and I could be wrong, because I didn't really look at the people behind Jordan Love. I just looked at the top one, two, three, four, five. Um, that Jordan Love is now second in the league in touchdown passes. Wow. That's weird, huh? That's horrible for this piece of junk, small school, yeah. crappy quarterback that we draft. Well, look, I mean, let's be honest. Anybody, any idiot who watched his college tape knew that he wouldn't be able to play. I mean, only Brian Gutekunst and the freaking idiot gootlickers out there actually believed that Jordan Love could do anything. The guy, nobody thought he was a first-round pick. Nobody. All the reports that anybody thought he was a first-round pick are lies. Um, he was never compared to Herbert. Uh, he, he wasn't even a second round. I mean, the, the guy should have been drafted based on the film I watched. But, you know, again, anybody that watched the tape, anybody that watched the film, knew this guy can't play. Only freaking idiot Gutekunst thought he could play. And by the way, as we all know, we shouldn't be surprised because Gutekunst can't draft quarterbacks. We know that. Because I guess he liked Hundley, or excuse me, uh, Deshaun Kaiser. So he has no talent when it comes to quarterbacks. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's an idiot. Jordan Love is trash. And if you watched the tape, you could see it all over the tape. He threw interceptions and stuff, you know? Stupid people, man. Did when we should have drafted some dude from... The Bengals, some receiver, I forget his name, but he's pretty good. I mean, I would take him, you know, if he wanted to come here. I would let him come here. But anyway, uh, so if Jordan Love is second in touchdown passes this year behind Dak Prescott, uh, all I can say is there, there's a lot of crow that's going to be eaten from a lot of people, um, mostly like the really smart NFL people, um, because they just – didn't think that Jordan Love could do anything, but you know what? He is only second in the league in touchdown passes. And I didn't I didn't tally up his interceptions, but I know he, he hasn't thrown one in a while. Well, he, I think he's thrown one in the last six games. Wow. What a piece of junk quarterback. You know what? We should, we should trade. We should just cut him. Um, uh, nope. Go Petco. Jordan Love is the new first-round ballot Hall of Famer. <laughs> The Packers have, and uh, for all the Bears fans, Vikings fans, and Lions fans that are just so mad that we got another good quarterback, all I can say is, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> Love's making that noise. Yeah, so let's take a gander. Right now, Jordan Love is third. Um, it looks like Dak Prescott has 32 touchdowns, Brock Purdy 31, Jordan Love has 30. So he is third in touchdown passes in the NFL right now. And, you know, there's a very clear path to uh, gaining some ground here. He's 10th in passing yards with 3,843, just one yard behind C.J. Stroud. He has thrown the eighth most touchdown, or excuse me, eighth most passes of 20 yards or more with 52. I mean, it's not a bad day, man. Not a bad day at the office. Jordan Love's also, just since we're pulling up stats, throwing the eighth deepest pass this year, 57.6 yards. That doesn't include after the catch. That's air distance. So, look, um, really, really big game next week. I mean, I, I don't want to over-dramatize this, but really big game next week for a lot of reasons. I mean, look at how much happened just with this win. Not just because they won, but but the way in which they won. Look at what it did for the defense, for the offense, for Jordan Love, for Jaden Reed, for Bo Melton. I mean, it's it's a big freaking deal. And um, if we can beat the Bears and we can get into the playoffs, that's massive. And what does that do for Jordan Love? His stats. I Look, he's not going to win MVP. But the fact that there's a case for it, the fact that there might be people that vote for him for MVP in his first year, the fact that we're all going to be trying to make a case for it, even if we're, we're reaching and stretching, so what? 
Um, the fact that we're going to be talking about Matt LaFleur getting these guys in in their first year and what the implications of that will mean. The fact that, by the way, we get to keep watching Packers football. We can do another live stream. We can we can hope. What if, you know, Eagles are falling apart, et cetera, et cetera. Like, we, we can do this, man. I mean, think about think about that. What if we do shut out the Bears or, you know, hold them to 10 points and beat them, you know, three weeks in a row hitting 30 points and we beat the, the Bears 35 to 13 or something. Now you're looking at it going, hey, the defense is getting hot. You know, um, offense is really freaking rolling. Jordan Love is playing like the best quarterback in football. Who's to say? Again, it might be stupid, but that's all it takes. One more game. One more game. Beat the crap out of the Bears in Lambeau. We are not going to break this streak of beating the crap out of and embarrassing the Bears in Lambeau Field. It just can't happen that way. It can't end that way. After all this stuff that's taken place, it can't end that way. So tomorrow we'll dig a little bit deeper into some more of this stuff. There's so much. There's so much. So we'll do that a little bit more tomorrow. We'll do an official Packernet after the dark. We're Packernet after dark, not the dark. We've got a new caller tomorrow, so we will start with that. But you guys have a great day. Thanks again to everybody that tuned into the live stream. We'll be doing it again against the Chicago Bears, so please be there. I want to crack as many as we possibly can. I want to. I want hundreds of people tuned into that live stream. Even if you just kind of set it to the side and hardly pay any attention to it, just turn it on. Find a tablet or something. Find something you don't need to use. Get your laptop. Get it fired up. If you want to fire over a comment, go ahead and do it, and then just ignore me. I don't care. But you guys have a good rest of your night. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.